This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 176, with Victor Antonio. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hi there, MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at three ways to formulate a powerful sales presentation. My guest today is Victor Antonio. A poor upbringing from one of the roughest areas of Chicago didn't stop Victor from earning a Bachelor of Science Electrical Engineering degree, an MBA, and building a 20-year career as a top sales executive and becoming president of global sales and marketing for a $420 million company. As vice president of international sales in a Fortune $503 billion corporation at the time, he was selected from over 500 sales managers to join the president's advisory council for excellence in sales and management. He has shared the stage with top business speakers, Rudy Giuliani, Zig Ziglar, Paul Ottolini, the CEO of Intel, and John May, the CEO of FedEx Kinkos. He's the author of 12 books on sales and motivation and recently released his seminars on selling course with over 200 sales training videos. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MCLobsher or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja to 44222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can download our free interactive smartphone apps from the Apple and Google Play app stores. You can also support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you do become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron at CashflowNinja.com forward slash support. Have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at joinopsproperties.com. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. Spartan Invest have a proven plan and system helping investors create passive income and wealth through turnkey real estate ownership in the exciting market of Birmingham, Alabama. Find out why Birmingham has got it going on, why it's a steal right now, why it's a millennial hangout, a hidden gem, and one of the most exciting investment opportunities you have never heard of. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama, at cashflowninja.com forward slash Spartan.
I've spoken about the most powerful system on the planet, on the show, the banking system, and my firm, Valhalla Wealth Financial, helps people reclaim the banking function within their own lives through leveraging the premium tools and strategies of the wealthy. If you're interested in reclaiming the banking function within your own life and the infinite banking concept, you can access a free webinar presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Victor, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Can you please share a little bit about your background and your journey with my listeners? That's a big question. Where does the journey begin? Uh, my family is originally from Puerto Rico, small island in the Caribbean, and they moved to the U.S. in the late 50s. Uh, I think my mother had a third grade education. My father had a fifth grade education. They didn't speak any English, so you know, I'm first generation you know, American. And so our upbringing, upbringing was very tough. You know, we just, we didn't have a lot of money, you know, um, uh, we struggled quite a bit. So I've learned to appreciate uh, what it's like to be poor. And my mother was always very encouraging. She said, go to school, get the education. So I went to school, I got an engineering degree and an MBA and worked in corporate America, did exceptionally well. Uh, A few years back, I decided to go on my own, write books, do sales training and travel the world a little bit. So that's the short version. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you've put out some fantastic content on sales and the sales process and sales presentations, which I'm very excited to get into uh, in this conversation. But let's start with the sales cycle and sales process in the information age. You know, buyers are smarter than they uh, have ever been. They're more informed. Uh, they do a lot of their research online, so they have access to all of this information. How has the sales cycle and process changed in the information age well, as you mentioned already, you know, today's buyers are much smarter. You know, pre-internet, before the internet was around, uh, I say that buyers were 20% into the sales cycle. In other words, they kind of knew what they wanted, but still wanted to hear more because they didn't know. So they were willing to spend time with the salesperson to do so. Post-internet, now that we have the internet, you know, according to Google, each person looks at 10 sources of information before deciding to contact the vendor, which means they're... Some studies put it at 57, some put as high as 80% into the buying cycle. What does that mean? You have smarter buyers. And if you tell buyers what they already know, you don't position yourself as an expert. So that's put the pressure on the salesperson to become smarter and more insightful about the conversations they're having with the client. In other words, don't tell them things they already know. Don't tell them things they already read in a brochure or saw on your website. Give them information they don't have. That's how you position yourself as an expert in today's market. You've talked about uh, a reaching product parity in some of your presentations, and you've mentioned about how to position yourself as an expert. What are other ways that people can differentiate themselves and their products out in the marketplace? You know, I talk about the when I talk about product parity. You know, I talk about you know I, I tie that to something called the, the you know the. The equality of quality. By the equality of quality means that you can come out. Yeah, I remember back when I first started selling. You can come out with a feature with your product, and the your competition wouldn't build it for another six months to a year. Today, that window is shrinking. You know, you come out with something today within thirty days, maybe two months. Your competitor has the same thing. That's what I mean by the equality of quality. Buyers can no longer tell the difference between A and B. So the question is, how do you add value in a world where everything is viewed as parity? 
And the upside is, is that this is now how the salesperson becomes more valuable. See, because beyond just talking about the product, if I can show them how the product is going to help them save money or help them make money or help them expand their market share, then that's insight, you know, information they don't have that I provide as a salesperson. So today, the salesperson has to know so much more to be able to provide that extra information. Now, when a salesperson cold calls on prospects, he's filling his pipeline, he's uh, putting his prospects through the sales uh, process and eventually gets a meeting with them and the opportunity to present himself, his company, and the value proposition that he has. You have put some amazing content out about the sales presentation and how to do a powerful sales presentation. And this is an area where a lot of salespeople and business people drop the ball. What advice uh, can you give to my listeners out there to do a powerful sales presentation and that's also engaging for the prospect? First thing I always tell people, you know, when they're doing a presentation, because I think as you're alluding to is that you know, they spend all this time and energy to get in front of the customer, and then they give a horrible presentation. So what should the presentation contain? So for, for sake of time, it's these three things. One is you have to take the customer's point of view. In other words, you have to really understand what they're struggling with. Forget your product or service for a second and say, you know, what are they struggling with? Where are they, where are they losing money? Business is business. They need to make money or save money. So what are they going through right now? Take their point of view. Now that I understand their point of view, now let me also understand the reasons they don't want to buy from me. In other words, if I know why you don't want to buy from me, I will address those issues in the meeting. So in other words, I always, as you've seen in my programs, I always raise the objections that I know the customer has so I can control the conversation. So again, two things so far. Take their point of view, being one. Feel their pain, be in their position, put yourself in their shoes. Two, you know they have objections as to why they don't want to buy. Well, guess what? You're going to raise those objections in the meeting, and you're going to confront those head on. Don't just hope they don't bring it up. You bring them up, and you confront them without fear. The third part is is that you have to make the presentation engaging. I've seen presentations where people go in there and do like, I don't know, 30 or 40 slides, and then they go, does anybody have questions? The problem is you probably lost you know, the majority of people in the room. So if you really know your product or service, if you really know the industry, if you really know the business, you can have a conversation and try not to do a presentation. And I'll say that again. It's all about a conversation, not a presentation. If you know your business, if you know their business, if you know how you can help them, have a great engaging conversation. You know, after two or three slides, stop and engage them, show them something, ask them a question, tell them a story, just keep engaging them every two or three slides. You're listening to Victor Antonio on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. 
You're listening to Victor Antonio on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and now back to our interview. Now, Victor, marketing has changed a lot, and marketing is different for every every person. Um, everybody has different strengths, so everybody u- utilizes different platforms. What advice can you give to my listeners to sell more effectively to their prospects? And you've used some examples of differentiating between, between a nudge and a push. Can you share some real-life case studies talking about these two different techniques? Yeah, I mean, what, what, what we're finding is that if it's a low complex sale, in other words, a simple sale where it's not a lot of money, you know, you can push somebody into making a purchase. But as that price point gets bigger, people don't like to be pushed or pressured into buying. They're going to have buyer's remorse. They're not going to be bought. They're going to have regrets. They're going to associate you with that regret. And it's just not good for business in the long run. So the question is, how do you nudge somebody? How do you guide somebody's buying decision? That's the real science today in selling is how can I ask you a key question? And that's important. How can I ask key questions to nudge you to think about the things in a different way? See, the I always say this, you know, the amateur salespeople, the, the new salespeople practice what to ask. Because if I ask the right questions, I can guide your way of thinking. So the quality of my questions will determine how much I can nudge you. And so today as salespeople, we have to work on asking quality questions that nudge a customer in a certain direction that the customer goes, ah, I get it. I need to buy this. And you say yes. I think a great example that you've used to to kind of kind of slowly nudge along people is the supermarket aisles. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, what they found in one study was that if you have wide aisles, if the aisles are wide, people will naturally walk slower. But if you have narrow aisles, people will automatically speed up and walk faster. So if you go to a women's section, shoe section, or jewelry section, or perfume section, you'll see wide aisles because they want people to kind of slow down and look at the watches, look at the perfume, or smell the perfume, look at the shoes. But... When you have narrow aisles, people walk fast, and the only way to slow them down, they found, is to put speed bumps in the aisles, and the speed bumps are sales, and we've all seen those little bins, right, or baskets where they have sales, like, you know, 10 of these for $2, whatever it may be, and that slows you down, so it's very interesting how using speed bumps, bargains in the aisle, actually slow people down so they can buy more. And of course, the milk is always in the back, right? The milk is always in the back. But my, by the way, my, my, my favorite part of the study here in the U.S. of that of grocery stores and how they nudge you is that the majority of people, when they walk into a store, go to the right. And I ask people, why do you think that's so? Why do you think most people go to the right? And everybody says, well, because the majority of people are right-handed. Well, that's half the answer. The other half of the answer is this. What they found out is that because the majority of people are right-hand dominant, that if they force you to the left, you grab less because typically if you're pushing a cart and you're going on towards the left-hand side, you grab less with your left hand as opposed to going right where it's dominant, you grab more. In other words, the average shopping cart size is always bigger because you go to the right and you grab more with your right hand as opposed to your left hand, which is why you never go left. 
Very interesting. Now, when it comes to presenting the proposal to the prospect, how many options should be presented as part of the proposal? And what other strategies can you share to take price as an objection out of the equation and shift the focus back on the value that is being proposed? Well, let's talk about options first, you know, and, you know, if you, you've, seen, you've heard my podcast or seen my videos where I talk about that the brain is a risk minimizing or mitigating machine. In other words, the brain always likes to minimize its risk. It's just, we're wired that way. Everybody, doesn't matter where you're from, your brain wants to minimize risk. So when you propose two options to a client, they'll look at, let's say, the one that's $200 and they'll look at the one that's $100. The brain, wanting to minimize its risk, will always move towards the lower price. 20% will still buy the most expensive one, but the majority, let's say 80%, will go towards the lower price. Now, earlier we talked about nudging and not pushing. One way to nudge people to buy the higher price of $200, what they found is that if you add what they call a decoy, which is a higher-end product, let's say at $500, Now there's a $500 product, there's a $200 product, and a $100 product. Now the majority, the brain wants to mitigate the risk again. It'll say, I don't want to buy the most expensive one because I might be overpaying, and I don't want to buy the cheaper one because I might be underpaying and I might need to buy more, so I'll buy the one in the middle. And so all I did was put a higher price point item above the $200, and the brain automatically was nudged towards the middle option. And that to me is always fascinating. And if, if, by the way, anybody listening to this doesn't believe it, when you go to a store or you have to buy something like Starbucks or Wendy's or McDonald's, they always have three options because they know the majority of people will always buy the one in the middle. Victor, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning your skill sets. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning? Well, I think for me, I, I really love everything about sales. I mean, that's just kind of what I live by. And so what I like to read is are different books. Uh, I'm reading one called, um, it's called Predictable Prospecting, which is how to, you know, prospect. Uh, I'm reading one called Disrupt Yourself, which is how do you think about what you think about? In other words, how to question your own thinking. Because sometimes we're our biggest enemies when it comes to success. And so I love that book because it says, learn to disrupt yourself and your way of thinking. And so anything that has to do with sales and motivation, those are the two topics I always, you know, I I guess I'm attracted to. That's very, very interesting because I've spoken on the show before about always challenging your current assumptions and looking at from different mm-hmm. sides and listening to new point of views because you, you do evolve that way and learn to see every both sides of the story, right? And enhance your level of understanding of concepts and topics. Now, Victor, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset of values and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? What would they be? Um, The easy one is don't accumulate a lot of debt. That's just me. Other people say debt is good. I'm like, I think there's there's something called good debt, which is like you know make sure that if you're if you're going to go into debt, do it for the right reasons. Uh, if I'm starting a business, that's something, or I'm investing in myself. I think that's good debt. Uh, if I'm going to the store to buy uh, a sweater and I already have ten of them, that's bad. Uh, 
But so money aside, you know, I, I have like, you know, like small core philosophies I always follow. And you just mentioned one of them that, you know, when you want to listen to somebody else, take their point of view. Uh, I don't know who was the philosopher, but he said something like this, that the mind's greatest disease is to be for or against. That the mind's, your mind, your mind's greatest disease is to be for or against. And what he was saying is that too often we want to be right. Like, I'm right, you're wrong, right? Uh, right. I'm a Republican, you're a Democrat, Democrats are no good, or vice versa. And to be for or against is the greatest when sometimes we need to be neutral and listen to both sides. And I've learned that over time, and I'm still working on myself, I'm starting to shut up more and listen to what other people have to say, even if their point of view is totally different. Uh, The second thing I learned is that there is no such thing as a wrong decision. You just have to figure out a way to make it work. And that is, you know, I'll try something and, you know, many times I'll just get it wrong. Most people think I get it right a lot of time. I get I get so many things wrong, and I got that wrong. I said it's not a wrong decision. I just got to figure out how to make it work. So that's my second philosophy. There are no wrong decisions. You just got to figure out how to make it work. And I think the last one that I think has been very useful for me is I don't aim for perfection. I aim for success. In other words, too often, you know, if we're working on a project, we don't want to launch it or begin selling it because it's not 100% perfect. Well, it'll never be 100% perfect. And some people never take the risk because they're, they're, they're aiming for perfection. I always aim for success. If the product's 80% ready, 90% ready, it's going to go get launched. You know what I mean? I don't wait for right. everything to line up. I just go, I think it's time. Let's just go do it. Thank you for sharing that, Victor. How can my listeners learn more about you, your company, your amazing podcast, uh, where you share a lot of fantastic content and stay informed of all the projects that you're involved with? Yeah, I think the simplest one is to go to my website, victorantonio.com. From there, you can find everything. Or if you go on YouTube, just type in Victor Antonio and you should find me. Victor, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time again. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Alhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest, Victor Antonio, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life. So if there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gashku newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44222. 
You can support the show also by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you do become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron at CashflowNinja.com forward slash support. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They've designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinupspropertiescom or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. Creating passive income for you and your family is easier than you think. All you need are three things the right plan, the right product, and the right turnkey provider. As an investor, you want a safe, profitable, and convenient way to invest your capital without being at the mercy of stock market fluctuations. Investing in real estate in a turnkey way that provides monthly passive income with very low risk is exactly what Spartan Invest provides for their clients. Their mission is to make investing in real estate easy for the busy professional. Spartan Invest helps investors create passive income and wealth through turnkey ownership in Birmingham, Alabama. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama, at cashflowninja.com forward slash Spartan. The wealthiest families on the planet know how to capture their wealth and then leveraging their wealth through their own banking system. If you're interested in the infinite banking concept and learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access a free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher. The podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 